Sound Words. Christian Magazine. Republished by Irving Risch. Host of Down to Earth but Heavenly Minded Podcast. 13th Article The Secret of Peace. I laid me down and slept, for Jehovah sustained me. How emphatic and simple. Is it so with you reader? Does all trouble find your heart so resting on God as your father, that, when it is multiplied, it leaves your spirit at rest, your sleep sweet, lying down sleeping, and rising as if all was peace around you, because you know God is and disposes of all things? Is he thus between you and your troubles and troublers? And if he is, what can reach you? The thousands of enemies make no difference if God is there. The Assyrian is gone before he can arise to trouble or execute the threats which, after all, betray his conscious fear. We are foolish as to difficulties and trials, measuring them by our strength instead of God's, who is for us, if we are his. What matter that the cities of Canaan were walled up to heaven, if the walls fell at the blast of a ram's horn? Could Peter have walked in a smooth sea better than on a rough one? Our wisdom is to know that we can do nothing without Jesus, with him everything that is according to his will. The secret of peace is to be occupied with him for his own sake, and we shall find peace in him and through him, and be more than conquerors when trouble comes. Not that we shall be insensible to trial, but find him and his tender care with us when trouble comes. J. N. Darby. Still the Spirit is revealing heights of glory thou hast given, and our eyes by faith are seeing Christ at thy right hand in heaven, as on earth his path was trodden, ever subject to thy will as the man of all thy counsels, who the universe will fill. Fourteenth article, Follow Thou Me. Substance of an Address at Rothbury, 6 August 1945. Scriptures read, John chapter 21 and Revelation chapter 3 verse 20. I see no reason to depart from the usual interpretation of this passage of Scripture, John chapter 21, but I wish to give it a special application. And I am assured as by faith our eyes are seeing Christ at thy right hand in heaven, it is a legitimate one. The passage, as usually taken, is prophetic, and refers to the great Gentile gathering in the last days. I doubt not the 153 fishes refer to 2 Chronicles chapter 2 verse 17 and 18. All is on earth of course, there are seven disciples, a spiritually complete number of Israel will be the fishes. Their boat will not sink, nor their nets break, as in Luke chapter 5. Neither will the whole be put into the boat, but dragged to the shore. But it is at the crisis of the history I would touch it. They had toiled all night, the risen Saviour stood on the shore in early morn. Had they any meat? No. And he said to them, Cast the net at the right side of the ship and ye shall find. Now they can no longer draw it for the multitude of fishes. It is the Lord, says the disciple, whom Jesus loved, first now manifested in this character so familiar to us. Now, brethren, what have we to show for our fishing during the night of his absence? Look at the professing assembly. Is it not enough to humble us? Unless we take sectarian ground, it is impossible not to be humbled. Where is, his beautiful flock? What permanency has there been? Has not the history been one of defection, scattering and sorrow from this point of view? Deeply so, indeed, it is just this very thing, pressed upon the Spirit, which finds its answer in this passage. What have we? Nothing, my heart thoroughly submits itself to the thought, the conviction. But, I know whom I have believed and am persuaded that he is able to keep that which I have committed unto him against that day. And what at once comes before the heart. A glorious work is going on from the right hand of God, where Christ sits. The net is full, no breaking there, nor is the hall put into a boat. Never mind our little, administrations, brethren. 
I believe we can get obsessed with them, a subtle form of selfishness and indeed, sectarianism. We are passing, administratively, so to speak, from this scene, and as one passing thus obtains a view of what is unseen to mortal vision. So may we indeed get one of that glorious, administration of the fullness of times, when, he will gather together in one all things in Christ, both which are in heaven and on earth. In him, nor do I say these things to, for one moment, weaken our necessary, absolutely necessary, separation from evil on the one side, and the thorough and honest recognition of the unity of the assembly on earth on the other. Indeed, the whole thought of such separation is that we may truly recognize, and practically own that fact, while it humbles us in the dust, as I have said. No, but the heart needs comfort when it honestly faces the situation, and surely the blessed Lord would give it us in this passage, without us resting its interpretation, and we can see a glorious work going on. Silently, surely. Not one of the least of the laborers, or their labors, will be forgotten, for while full provision meets the fishermen in the blessed grace of their master, it is also at once said. Bring of the fish ye have now caught. O brethren, our labor is not in vain in the Lord. What inducement, in the sense of his grace to labor still, unknown, isolated. Facing the going away, it may be of this one or that. And what is the next thing? Is it not the Lord himself? Is not this the touchstone to our hearts? And is it not this that brings to light in his true, full character, the disciple that Jesus loved? Well, if I will that he tarry till I come, what is that to thee? Follow thou me, makes it surely appropriate to the present moment, for whatever abides, if it abides, does so in the sovereign, if I will, of Christ. We do well to thoroughly adjust our thoughts to that. Peter is the, Mr. Will be will, of John Bunyan. Well, if so, and both principles are here, follow thou me. John is as the shadow to the substance, the disciple, whom Jesus loved, who also leaned on his breast at supper and said, Lord, who is it that betrays thee? Where else could he be than following? John chapter 21 verse 20. See, Norman Snow, tis not far off, the hour when Christ will claim his own. We soon shall hear that voice of power, the Lord himself shall come.